Welcome to Brother to Brother, a podcast that is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. For usual, we ask that you subscribe, rate, and review. Share with your friends, your family, anybody that you come in uh, contact with. Um, joining me, like he does every episode, my brother, Reggie, a.k.a. Adonis. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Yeah. Kicking it. Ready to... See what 2020 has to offer. Yes, that's correct. This is episode 105, and we are basically going to have um, our best of 2019. Um, it's been a long year. It's been a very, very long year. It feels like from politics to the economy to the world to the environment to entertainment, everything has just been a wreck. Um, but no. There's no. Been, it's been, this has been a dark year. I don't think it is nearly as dark as a couple of years ago or so. Last year, I think, was darker than this year. I disagree with that. I feel like there was a lot of just... I don't know. Well, last year was the midterms. I don't think this year has been as... I feel like this year... I mean, 2020 will you know, let us know, but I mean, we're, we're ending this year... But with the president who's been impeached, when finally it seems like Donald Trump is getting his comeuppance, he's been losing in court left and right. I mean, next year we're probably going to see what this old tax return looks like. So you know what? I actually think this year is not not as bit, has not been as bad as as some of the years in his administration. I would disagree, but we'll get to that when we get into the uh, into what's going on. But first, per usual, we're going to talk about. We're going to get into the Carson Corner. Now, we just wanted to do a highlight a few stories and things about our life uh, in 2019 that have been, you know, big successes. Um, I'll go first with one of my first ones, um, and that is uh, going to Costa Rica. To be honest with me, that was one of the best times, one of the best weeks I had this entire year. Uh, beautiful mm-hmm. weather, perfect almost every day. Uh, we never had a day that was like rained out. We got to go to multiple beaches with amazing waves of body surf, good food that only made us sick after we got back into the country. And that's the best way to get sick. It is because if what happened to us, especially what happened to me, happened on the first day, I would have had you guys take me back so I could get back to America. <laughs> see a doctor because shit that happened to me fucked me up and it was just n- no good you know like I I don't think I've ever been that s- no I take that back I was once so sick I went to the ER because I was vomiting because basically blood was coming everywhere out of every okay yeah, yeah. We don't, you it was bad it. Yeah, this was almost as bad um, I, everyone got sick from that trip, so I, I mean, I would not have left this paradise. I'll, I'll deal with it. Unless, I, oh, well, unless, is bad. I, unless I'm shitting blood, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, um, but that being said, it was fucking awesome. It was an amazing trip. Climbed the balcony side of a volcano. Got to see some wildlife. Not as much as we had hoped, but you know what? If this one, I did that trip again. Because here's the thing, like, we went to this one particular park to go hiking, 
for one reason, one reason only, because there's a volcano there. And it was like, you can go on this trail to see the volcano. We get to that place, and they're like, yeah, that trail's been closed since, like, 2015 or some shit like that, right? And, like, that wasn't mentioned any of the things that we looked up, because we looked up, like, because we knew that there were active volcanoes, so we looked up everywhere to find one, and they were like, that's the best trail, whatever. But then they were like, this is a trail from a volcano, but it's closed off, so don't go here. I think if I had to do it over again, I think I just would have hopped the thing and been like, eh, I'll take my chances. I mean, the trails are really maintained, so yeah. it would not have been too bad. The only thing I would have changed about the trip is I would have flown into the right airport. That that too. That oh, is the yeah. number one thing. That Those trips there and back were terrible. We could have, if we had flown to the right airport, we could have gone to the house, checked in, put our stuff in, and then gone and picked them back up. Yeah. And had space and everything. It was just... And and uh, what I said, x on the uh, the cooler. Yeah, exactly. Just Even then, we could have just taken yeah. the cooler with us. Right. Dropped it off. It's, it's just... It is just crazy that... Uh, how that mistake just yeah. amplified... Uh, but still, no, that was one of my favorite things <laughs> about the year. That's my fault, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it was your fault, but I'm <laughs> no, saying you have I'll the, take the blame a big because, like, part of the blame. There have been so many times where I've worked that flight, and I'm like, where the fuck Liberia? Because, like, we fly a plane from Charlotte to that other place, Liberia. And um, every time I, I, I loaded the flight, I was like, I need to look up where this Liberia is, because I know it's not Africa. There's no way we're flying a 319 Africa from yeah. Charlotte. This thing doesn't have enough gas. It doesn't have enough gas, right? Never and I was like, where is this going? You know, and then I, I just never looked it up. And then as we were driving by, I was like, oh, Liberia, yeah. Yeah, so that's on me. But still, it was a great time. I mean, even though, like, I, I hurt my back uh, for about a day, day and a half or so. But then, like, because of... Uh, you had those uh, back patches things, and then that trip, the um, Sunset Cruise. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Not only was it fantastic, but it was great for my back. Just sit in there and let the like the the boat work out the kinks and stuff. Ooh, that was sweet. And then yeah, it was just a great time all around. Yeah, I have like again the only complaints are coming back when we got back home. Right? Oh, we all got sick. That's the only complaint. Yeah. And you know what I really love about it? There weren't a lot of Americans around us to fuck shit up. Yeah, it was, there was that one town that was obviously like... Yeah, the tourist town that we went to. And I like that we went there for one day. Yep. And then kind of like... Got our souvenirs, had some really good wings, and then we're like, alright, this has been fun. We're going back to the quiet place. Yeah, because I would have hated to have stayed there. Oh, oh, the entire time would be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It was like drunk American kids and... Because even that the last meal we had at that, that uh, restaurant, there was these Americans just and we're like, yeah, I hate. It. I'm shaking my head. This bad podcasting, but I was just like, these people. Like, you don't go to a foreign country and get so shit faced that you can't hold on to your own money. It's like it just reminded me of me in college with my friends and the reason why we didn't go to any place. We only went to vacation in places where like we went one spring break for to uh, Ormond Beach, which is 
north of Daytona. It's like 15 minutes north, but it's all residential, right? Mm-hmm. So we got a residential house in the middle of a neighborhood with a bunch of snowbirds. And so we were able to do whatever we wanted to. We just had to stay inside the house. And we we went to Daytona Beach one day on the strip. And it was basically the same thing that you saw in Costa Rica at that college place. And it just reminds you of, like, this is the reason why, you know, mm-hmm. you just do it safe as opposed to doing it where it's cheap and expensive, but you're sort of vulnerable. I will never forget that girl. Have you seen my wife? I just hope her friends took her stuff with them yeah. and went back to her house. That's the only thing I can help. Cause she was telling me she lost $2,000 and her passport. Hopefully she had good friends. Um, what's something uh, on your on your best of? Well, of course, I had Costa Rica. Um, I also have, um, I guess, uh, mental health. Um, because this is a, well, like growing up, our mom tried to do the counseling stuff and have us in there. And I just always had bad experiences with it, which is why like, I kind of stay away from it or was staying away from it. I suppose. And then I had a health incident, I guess is what you would call it. And then my doctor's like, yeah, it's just stress. And I mean, I could prescribe something if you want. Or, you know, if you're open to it, you know, mm-hmm. see a psychologist or whatever. And and I, I was like, yeah, let me see a psychologist. Not that I'm against um, medicine for mental issues, because I'm I don't know. I just would prefer not to have to do that. I get that. Yeah. So, like, for me, so, like, I mean, it, it sucks because something else that's good is that I, my transfer came through and I moved up here to Massachusetts, which I think is just, a, you know, all kinds of amazing. Charlotte. Yeah, I was glad to get away from Charlotte. And I think that is probably one of the best things for me as well was, was getting away. Um, but yeah, so like I have to find somebody here so I can start that, but still it's good to know what like the problem is, you know, cause if you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix it, right? Yeah. First step solving a problem is admitting you have one. Yeah. Um, another one of my cards and corner things, my, one of my highlights obviously is, uh, the fact that I... My wife became pregnant this year, and we're expecting our first child. Not till 2020, but the whole experience of going through it, the way her body's changing, knowing, like, marking the milestones in the different weeks, it's, it is a, scary's not the word, uh, it's just, it feels so very different. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be weird having, like, a child that's like your own that you know this little thing so that's the thing i always i'm never i've never been truly opposed to having kids <laughs> um i've always you know that was always my selfish is, wish is that what we're doing now we're lying here i'm not lying I didn't say, <laughs> listen i said i've always said if i had my way i would not want to have kids i never said i was against having children okay there's two different i think those are two different things um because i've always said if my wife wanted to have kids and that that's what we would do um but 
uh, well, I think about it, like, I just wish kids could come out of the womb at, like, five years old. Mm-hmm. It's those first four or five years where they can't do anything for themselves. Those are the years that I think I'm going to find most frustrating, and yet I'm sure I'll love at the same time. But, yeah, we're expecting, so, you know, I'm about to be a dad, you're about to be an uncle. Yeah. I'm Life is going to change. I don't have to have kids. Not that I was going to have kids. I was going to say, it's not like that you planned on it anyways, but... Um, I just... If there's ever a moment where, like, all of a sudden you end up with, like, two kids, whether it's Who, adoption me? or you marry someone with kids, it's just the or you have your own kids... If I marry somebody who has kids... I don't even think that's going to happen. You mean you wouldn't sacrifice for the person you love to have children? You wouldn't give that up for the person you love? Are you saying the person you love would want to have kids? Yeah, the person I love would want to have kids. (laughs) I mean, Uh, quite honest, like, that's a a deal breaker. Like, I guess I would say I would love you enough to... (laughs) You go. I love you enough so that you can have, like that you want that includes children but not me me. yeah (laughs) that's it's not for me Um, I don't want to be responsible for another human being I get that um I don't know I think it's cool the thing I'm looking forward to is like passing down the best parts of me and the people I know Mm -hmm. You know, there's only so much you can do to shield them from the world, but I want to at least hopefully build a human that is going to go out and make the world better. By them being alive, making the world better. That's kind of always the thing I help try and measure myself by. Is the world better by me being alive? And I tend to always be on the yes side of that. Um, you got anything else in your Carson Corner for the year for 2019? Uh, I got a new car, but that's because somebody sideswiped and was drunk and ruined my car, which sucked. Sold your car. And I, what sucks is, sucks the most about that is I was so close to paying it, finishing the last payments. Like, I only had like a year left or something. A little over a year, maybe. But... I wish it had, I, I wish it had happened, but especially now because now I've got I'm starting over with a brand new car payment and whatever. Which I mean if I really bust my ass I could probably pay it off in three years. Um but now that I'm up here I really want to have a different car because I mean a Toyota Corolla is okay for up here and I see people in all kinds of cars up here, but I would prefer to have a, a car that's Bigger and a little bigger. bit higher off the ground. Yeah, yeah, and better for driving in the snow and stuff like that. Because not beca- because I'm not good at driving in the snow. So like having a car that's better equipped for that would make me feel safer. Well, I mean, you can make that happen. That's for sure. Um, there are definitely there'll be plenty of opportunities for you to do like you know turn ins for basically flipping your car for into another one. If you wanted to do that. Or you could just pay it off and... Yeah, that's probably... I mean, there are multiple options. Yeah. And really, once you... The good thing about it is the fact that you have to drive in the snow means that you'll learn how to drive in the snow. Right. Just wait till you get a real big storm. Mm-hmm. On a real big storm, though, we'll probably give you the SUV to drive in. 
because you'll want it. Yeah. And then also this year I got full time status at work. I've been there for four years and finally got well three, but then I got full time status. Then moved up here, had to move up here part time. But then I get here and within a week they're like they're calling me to go back full time, which I fucking love. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but pretty soon I hope. Cause like I know we have a new uh, a new bid for schedules coming up next week, I think. So yeah, so maybe I, I don't know. They would have told me if I was going to bid full-time, which actually is probably better for me because it means I get a part-time schedule because I'm so high. That's another good thing about me up here. I moved up here and was really high in seniority. So, like, I have a good schedule, and I'll probably get a good schedule, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Not I'll probably get a good schedule again. And chances are they'll just add four hours, hopefully. But yeah, I guess, is that it for me in Constant Corner? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, um, did a lot of hiking, too. So, yeah. Matter of fact, hiking was a big thing this year. I went a lot of places and hiked a lot of new, different places. And because, and got a nice, a lot of nice shots with my camera and stuff like that. Um... I'm hoping I'll, I'll be doing that again in 2020, but I also hope to go camping. I want to go camping at least. Let me say, ten, six times next year. Six times next year? Yeah. Six times. Yeah. Even if it's just a weekend. Okay. <laughs> That's like 12 days of camping. Yeah, I know. That's every every other month or so. Camping at least once every other month. You're not going to want to camp. There's basically only three months of PO you can camp. You can winter camp. Okay, Reg. I don't know if I'm going to do it. That's my point. That's the reason why I don't even, I don't even know why you're... You should be saying two or three times. If you hit two or three times, that's a good mm-hmm. season. Six times? We'll see. That means you are literally trying to camp as much as possible. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying... Keep in mind with you what that means. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's uh, move on. Let's get down let's, to our, our podcast rundown. Oh, yeah. that's right. Before we get into what's going on, let's let's do a quick podcast rundown. How and, many did you do? Uh, ten. Okay. Let's make top it short. T- top ten of the year. Top ten of twenty nineteen. I'll go first. Number ten, slaughter. Number nine, let's talk about myths, baby. Number eight, NPR politics. I really got into that a lot towards the last quarter or mm-hmm. so of the year. Um, it was just nice having a small 15-minute little blurb from pretty competent reporters, which you don't get a lot from most mass media these days. Uh, number seven, uh, Noble Blood. Number six, Southern Pride, True Crime. Number five, Dark Poutine. Number four, Culture Kings. Number three, Yo, Is This Racist? Number two, The Dollop. And number one, The Daily Zeitgeist. They're the podcast that i listen to more than anyone they're the one that even if i miss mondays and i listen to tuesday wednesday thursday friday i'll probably go back and listen to monday again and these little editions of the afternoon of what's trending Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a fan of those because again they're like 15 minutes long so if they have people on there who i don't really care for or if it's like a shitty episode it's really short so it's fine you know what i noticed was it on your list 
Send them a chat on the cutting on the Patreon. Oh, I totally forgot about so, that. Uh, go fuck yourself. How no, about that? I gotta drop some people down. How about that? I would drop Slaughter off of my list. So you no longer 10, sorry. I would then drop everyone underneath uh, Culture Kings down, and I would put Cinema Chat the Cutting Room floor for sure at number five. I listen to that so much, and you guys have done a really good job this year diversifying the type of shows, whether it's a review of an old movie, mm-hmm. whether it's Mount Rushmore's, whether it is the um, viewer or the listener audience uh, discussions. Uh, I've really enjoyed the direction you guys have been on, and I've enjoyed being on the episodes. The most abusive episode being Signs, signs. and my favorite episode. I don't know if this was. We're gonna put the Signs episode in this feed one day. Um, but uh, the V for Vendetta episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a regular show or if that was Cutting Room Floor. Or not. I think that was Cutting Room Floor. Yeah. But being able to go back and look at that movie. I watched part of it today, and now whenever I watch it, there's so much, so many things that I wish I could have said on that episode. Yeah. Even though I felt like I said a lot, like the symmetry of him and her both in the rain, their moment of realization. They both have that moment with their arms out wide. Him born of fire, her born of water. Mm-hmm. Them being basically the yin and yang. It's that movie is so fucking good. That's a perfect end movie. Okay. It's, Fan fucking fantastic. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That would have been a criminal misstep on my part. Okay, for me, uh, my uh, 10 through 1, uh, let's talk about myths at 10. Um, All the President's Lawyers, uh, which is a podcast where uh, Josh Barrow and the guy that blogs at White Popat, they talk about like Trump's uh, legal stuff. It's actually is really interesting because they talk, they make it, they talk about it in a way that makes it accessible for. Go ahead and cough, dude. He's over here smoking with his fucking popcorn long stick. It's vaping, sir. Whatever. I don't know what the difference is. That seems like a vape thing. Whatever. Gonna have a kid coming in and hold your, your popcorn long shit. Anyways. Anyway, all the president lawyer. Number nine is a new show, Scam Goddess. I love it. I love a scam. I just, I always have. Like, I don't like, I don't listen to true crime anymore. That's something I think this year that I stopped doing. I think it was last year. Oh, maybe last year. Uh, but yeah, because, I don't know. I, I, because you know what, one of the things was that I was like, I just don't know that murder and stuff like that should be entertainment. And I know that that's simplifying a more nuanced thing. It really is. But Wouldn't like, you know it? yeah, but like, I just don't think that there should be comedy podcasts about. Well, I just don't want to listen to comedy podcasts about people. We've heard that. it before. So anyway, Raj. but scams. I, I don't know. I, I I feel like with the exception of those scams where like people lose like their whole livelihood and shit like that. But like when when rich people get scammed or companies get scammed, I don't know why. I'm okay. I'm not okay with it. Okay with it. Sounds but like, like I'm like you pulled one over on the one percent. I'm there for it for some reason. Oh, man. 
God. But yeah, so like scam goddess, they tell and like like one of my favorite scams of all time is this guy who sold the Eiffel Tower. The dude who sold bridges and yeah. stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Bridge. Like to multiple rich people. It's just like, yeah, they're tearing down the uh, Eiffel Tower because of the war. So if you want a piece, you can have it. And then people are like, oh shit, give me some of that. Oh, and actually, you know, if you want the whole thing, it's just this much more. Right. You get a discount because you're buying the whole thing. Yes. And or, when they bring it over, your name will be on it. Are people who <laughs> thought they bought the Brooklyn Bridge. Yes. And he's just like, they go into the bridge and they're like, go, like starting to do work on it. And someone's like, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? He's like, well, I bought oh, this, I bought this bridge. bridge. Yeah. And he's like, uh, excuse me? Right. And that's where that phrase comes from. If you believe this, I have a bridge to sell you. But yeah, so like, I love a good scam. But uh, number, um, where am I? Eight, I believe. Eight. You said scam goddess? Scam goddess. It's nine? Yeah. Hold on. Scam goddess is eight. Yeah, seven. Black men can jump in Hollywood. Another one that I, I just found this year. Uh, these guys talk about black representation in Hollywood and things like that. And it's really fun. Uh, six, ologies. Uh, five, yo, is this racist? Four, uh, the weekly planet. Um... I don't know if I've actually talked about it. I don't think you have. I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's, uh, they talk about comic book news and entertainment, film, stuff like that, TV stuff. Uh, these guys from Australia do it. It's actually really fun. It's one of the ones I listen to every Monday when it comes out. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I've never put it on my list, but it's been one of those, it's one of those that I always listen to the second it comes out, so... Holding out. Yeah, uh, the Weekly Planet. Number three, Culture Kings, of course. I've, I just love Culture Kings. It's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, they do some serious stuff, some funny stuff, some stuff that I'm not a sports guy, but I love their sports episodes. Like their NBA, uh, when they're, they're talking about the new season for NBA and some of their predictions, stuff like that. I'm like on the edge of my seat. Like if Jaquise and Edgar. If they did a NBA show, I would listen. I would subscribe. Would I know what they're talking about all the time? No, but it, that's just what somebody who's passionate can do. Um, so number two, the Daily Zeitgeist. And number one, the dollop. Ooh, dollop takes number one. Yeah, but my real number one is getting ranked. <laughs> yeah, um, I just... I wish there were more episodes that I wasn't on so I could listen to them, but I really love the, I love that, and I love what it's been, what's it, be, it has become this year, especially, like, you're getting, like, some amazing guests, and, like, if that continues, that's gonna be really, really freaking amazing. So, yeah, so, that, that's kind of my window for, uh, Best Podcast 2019. Well, with that, I think it's time to see what's going on. Or guess what went on in 2019. Now, top, top stories, there were lots of them. The easy one to pick out, the Trump impeachment and mm-hmm. the whistleblower saga. Uh, and everything that's sort of connected to Trump and his atmosphere. His, You know, you have Roger Stone being convicted. Oh, so many convictions. So many convictions. Uh, you have his lawyer beginning to serve his jail sentence after testifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have crazy shit with Rudy Giuliani. Crazy with Rudy Giuliani. What's his campaign manager Manafort going, Manafort. getting sentenced? Um, 
Although Manfred had some good news lately. Uh, Judge threw out his the charges in New York State, saying that basically the feds already charged them, mm-hmm. and they're but they're obviously going to appeal that because that's yeah. like fucking stupid. That doesn't make any sense. It does. Well, it doesn't. Doesn't. That's the thing that. Uh, that's why I like um, all the presidents made because they they talked about that a while ago. They were like, "How is that not double jeopardy?" And it's because has something to do with like it can be double jeopardy but then it also can be if some of the crimes only affected or happened in new york they could still charge him well that's my thing like then if if there were some crimes that are federal so it's it's one of these things it's like it's really interesting to to know about um so yeah like i'll see what it's gonna be interesting to see what they do yeah, I I mean, I think he got a flight with the, the charges that he got, so I would like to see him, I'd like to see some jurisdiction hold mm-hmm. him accountable. Um, but there's so many Trump things, whether it was um, surprise uh, firings, uh, like uh, Mr. Mustache himself. John Bolton. John Bolton, mm-hmm. uh, or his personal uh, secretary lady who gave a off-the-cuff interview about the family and the kids yeah. and she was fucking gone just like that uh to people who just resigned and were like yo i, I can't do this anymore rick perry yeah it's like i can't i can't i'm sorry the finance ran out for me mm-hmm. um yeah so i think ben carson is still there because he's too stupid to resign well i don't think he's also i think he's too stupid to do anything too crooked like, he did one thing where he, like, tried to, yeah. like... What was it? The desk or something? Yeah. Or a rug? A- and people slapped him on the hand. And he was like, okay, I'll just... I'm not gonna... I'm too dumb to try and get away with this shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, there, there are lots of people uh, who have had some come up into this year. People who have had been taken down by uh, Me Too-related things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the congressman who recently... Big Trump guy who just got busted because he was using campaign dollars uh, to fly his wife and kids on, like, trips to Italy. Mm -hmm. The dude spent, like, $600 flying their pet rabbit across the country from Washington, D.C. to California. Like, that shit's fucking crazy. He's like, I'm going to fight this all the way to the top. And the feds are like, fight it, bitch. We literally have your receipts. Yeah. We got the receipts. And since you were using some of your money to have all these affairs, your wife is willing to testify against you because she is spiteful. Not going to divorce you, but is going to fuck your life up. <laughs> that's just hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so that's a little bit of the Trump atmosphere and everything going on there. Um, it's been a surprising year when it comes to the DNC and the the... The way the party is yeah, going like and the primary, the that primary, primary yeah. has been because it it's amazing who is still in it and who has dropped out. Like if you had told me that at the beginning of this thing, Beto O'Rourke and Kamala Harris would be out before Tom Steyer. Well, I don't know about that. Just, I would have been like, I don't believe that. Tom Steyer got in late, but. The, the thing for me is, if you told me that they she was, they would be out before Williamson. Although Williamson's well, not so really in it. Well, so that's the thing. Like I don't, I know people joke about that, but Williamson's not in it. I don't even know if she's in the, on Iowa, like Court of Caucus. So like, 
but but you know there are some people who are still in it who like it, it, sh- it shocks me that they're still like if you told me Kamala Harris was going to be out before Tulsi Gabbard, I would have been like, well, not only that, no. Tulsi Gabbard and Amy Klobuchar are going to beat out uh, Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke. Right. I would have been like, not just one of them, both of them. And not only that, but like Cory Booker is, is basically invisible. invisible. Yeah, uh, Castro. Castro I mean, all... I never took Castro seriously. Well, I wanted to take Castro seriously, but the problem with Castro is like he picked a he picked a a thing to be known for that nobody cares about. You can't be like immigration is my thing. That's not his problem. His Dang. problem was he didn't have a coalition. He should have been like leading up. If he thought he was going to run in twenty twenty. He should have known that by 2016. And mm-hmm. he should have been getting every single Hispanic group that he could get anywhere. He should have been like, I'm going to do what Barack Obama did with black people, but with Hispanic people. And what tripped me out is he came in there hot and was like going after... Uh, it was better work. And I was like, why are you going after a C-lister, man? No, he was smart for that because... It no. Was, no, he was smart for it because it allowed him to get some viral moments and allowed people to pay attention for him. For a while, but the problem is that the next debate, he was he should have been like, now I have to go after Kamala Harris on, on criminal ju-. like yeah. he, he should have just kept building his way over up and up and but up and up. But again, the, he had no coalition. Here's the thing with Castro: there was n- no path to the uh, nomination for him. Like I, I'm, I just, disagree with I, that. Just, again, there's no path for him. I disagree with I that. People who I don't think had a path from day one. Beto O'Rourke did not really have a path. Um, Amy Klobuchar, I think that she has a path. She didn't have a path. Amy Klobuchar has no way. No one outside of the Midwest cares about her. And people outside the, inside the Midwest only sort of care she about her. She doesn't have a good path, but there's a path there. No. I see. You know what? I take that back. She, well, no, she doesn't. Okay. Listen. But Tulsi Gabbard, no path. Um, uh, Cory Booker, no path. Um, who else? I suppose that's it of the big names. But like Kamala Harris, there's no reason in the world she should have been out that right now. She should have just tried to find a way to float along until the first caucus. Or, or at least till South Carolina. The problem with Kamala Harris I mean, is, it's two months. You couldn't find two months worth of, of money. What's the point of going into debt? Because then you got to... She would not have been around long enough to, to, to drop out to get some of the she paper. She should have found two months worth of money. The problem is she mismanaged her, her campaign. And then when it got... She just mismanaged her campaign. Yeah. She should have been focusing on the first states and only the first states. And... Instead, she couldn't figure out who she wanted to be. She couldn't defend her her record as a, as an AG. Um, she she was doomed by the system as much as she was by her own yeah by her own mistakes. So yeah, so yeah, so it's been an interesting um, primary. Uh, I'm just so ready for like the first four primaries. I just want. To oh, see, shit, I need to register so I can vote. Yep, I just want to see this happen properly. I want to see. I want to see what happens is if 
That's wrong. If Bernie Sanders shows well or God willing wins like three of the first four. I can't imagine he's going to win the three of the first four. I, I he can win in Iowa. He can, I don't think he can win in Iowa. That would be an upset. I don't think so. That he's would pull, be an he's upset. Pulling in, he's pulling in second and third. If he won in Iowa and then New Hampshire, here's the thing. I feel like, okay. Okay. If Bernie wins Iowa and New Hampshire, I feel like there's a domino effect where he just rises a wave until the election. Because that me that's going into Nevada where... It's just him or Ryan. Right. And on top of it, he's already... Leading I mean, he, in California? He almost won Nevada. The only reason he lost Nevada to Clinton was because... Uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Harry Reid. Harry uh, Reid. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping in. And I, he said he's not going to step in this time. And I think the unions, the unions before uh, Sanders before, I think they're going to they're going to stick with him. You know, so I think if he win, especially if he wins those first two, then South Carolina is going to look at Biden and be like, "You're a loser again." Yeah, fuck you. And I, I, if he wins the first four, everybody just pack in their shit in and go home. I just want to see him, especially California voting early. I would love to see him having at least one, if not multiple wins. If he has three or four going into California, yeah. it's over. Beaver's going to have to deal with it. Dude, can you imagine? Fucking imagine. Yes. Um, yeah, so. I would be out in the streets acting oh my a God. straight fool. Acting a fool. That's my God. You know, because. It would be one of those things where I would want, if it ended up Bernie getting the nomination, I wouldn't even want Trump to, I would want Trump to run. I would, I'd be like, you know what? Don't convict and remove this fool. Cause then it would be like Bernie versus Trump and we could find out if the DNC really fucked up in, in yeah. 2016. Can you imagine if he won? Can you imagine if he just like <laughs> sweeps? Just like crushes. I'm sorry, but Bernie Bros would be Oh, it would be obnoxious. It'd be earned though. Yes. It'd be earned. It'd be earned. We told you he would have beat him. They would be uh, they would be the it might be the worst thing for a country. <laughs> be... <laughs> just just here would be my thing. I'd be like from the election in November <laughs> until the inauguration in January. Yes. Y'all can't say shit to Bernie people, okay? You just can't. Yeah. You can't say shit. <laughs> and if you are an HRC person <laughs> with and we got rece- receipt tweets, yeah. oh. I don't want to hear you say shit. Uh-huh. We'll blast you. And you just got to sit there and take the blast. You got to sit there and take the Draconis <laughs> to the face. You just gotta take it. Those people would have to leave. Oh, people would kill They'd themselves. Have to leave Twitter. They'd have themselves. to leave Twitter. Oh my god! Anytime, Sally uh, Albright. Sally anytime, Albright. Right. She couldn't be. She can. She could not have a digital footstep. Anytime Clinton went to speak somewhere, they'd be like, "Those four years were." You know, it's your just, fault. That's you know how quickly it would turn yes. to that. It would just be like, "Yo, this was her fault." Right. This is these people's fault. Yeah. These people were holding back. They cheated us. They they, we, they abused us for four years. If Bernie doesn't make it for through all eight oh years, it's moderates be, would have to leave the party. It would be. Can you he'd imagine be, he'd be fighting his own party as well. Can you imagine the the elections in twenty twenty two? 
Oh. Because they'd be like yeah. primary all these old guard. Yeah. Primary the whole oh, yeah. old guard. People would go up there with no experience whatsoever and they'd be like, we need to get Medicaid for all. Oh, right now. Right but no, now. it just, it would be like, that's the thing. <laughs> and what were you? Be- I'm a baker. <laughs> Between 2020 and 2022, it would just be like, what is your vote on Medicaid for all? Yeah. I just can't support that primary. What's right. your vote for Medicaid? It for would all? be the I less version of the T primary. primary. Yeah, and just straight up being like, if you do not believe in these things, people want to talk about purity tests. Yeah. That's where it would come down. If you don't believe in free education, if you don't believe in taxing the wealthy, and because if you don't believe in Medicaid for all, you're getting the primary. Thing, here's the right thing: the it would out. start with Medicaid for all, and then people get wise up and they're like, "Where are you on Medicaid for?" Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely for it. What about free college? I don't know. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> well, I, just don't, I don't like, know how we're going to pay for it. How about not pay, taxing the wealthy and corporations? Uh, wrong. wrong. Too long of a pause. <laughs> so that's going to be... Uh, so let's Point. briefly talk about the big stories of the year. Oh, so, man. so we got Trump. Yep. We got the impeachment. We got that. Um, these are not going to be in, in order, but I just want to throw some up there. Of course, Robert Mueller, the Mueller report. Yep. Um, that was big. Um, but I think if I pick the four, you know, let me go five biggest stories. For, okay, I'll just say the five biggest stories for America, okay? Uh, I think white supremacy. Yep. The, the, the conversation that people have not been having, and I think... But finally, even if it's in small, in a small way, I think people are finally like, okay, we really do need to talk about white supremacy. Yeah, this is a problem. Yeah, uh, especially with all these mass shootings like uh, El Paso, the the synagogue. Uh, just what well, today you were telling me about one where this guy had uh, a Hanukkah party. Yeah, just started hitting people with mach- slashing people and tagging people with a machete. Yeah, there's the mosque shooting. So like every major house of worship has had a terrorist attack from some white supremacist person type. So like so I think that's one of the big stories. Um the Boeing seven thirty seven I think that's I think a that's big story that big no one's story. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Cause like two planes went down. Right. Two full planes crashed because of a system that was rushed out to meet a deadline. Um, that they knew wasn't, they knew was had problems. Well, they just knew not only that the, it's not so much that the system had problems, it's the fact that the system required um, training to understand new maneuvers and and, but, but and how that's to. The thing though, it wasn't even just the training. The problem was the thing that it was supposed to fix and correct was the thing that inevitably killed those people because it's supposed to level off and do all the, those maneuvers. But the problem was all the measurements were wrong, you know, like, and on top of it, they didn't tell people how to turn the system off. Well, that, so whenever they turned it off, it would go right back on. And, and so they were fighting the plane the whole way down. That was the problem. That's what I heard was the major problem. the fact that no one, not that it was coming back on, no one knew how to shut it off. So it thought that it, the, Angle that it was that it thought was leveling off was actually aiming down, right? And so the pilots would pull it out to the correct level, and then the computer would be like adjusting, 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 adjusting. 
Um, but I mean, and then they kept, people again. People then, should someone right. should be in jail for this. And then on top of it, they kept telling people it was safe after. Oh yeah, we patched it, and it was like there were so many pilots. Like I'm not flying in that. Yeah, I'm I, not going up in that. Well, just the idea to be like, I don't know how to fix this problem. So if it happens, that means we die. Right. I'm not fine. This. I mean, first they were just like, we're gonna scuttle it for a little bit, fix this, and then you know, or we're gonna play it now. They're just like, Which, we're, and, like, and we're moving on. The, one of the reasons that's a big story is I think it it speaks to everything that's wrong in our current state in America. The fact that a company can basically kill people and get some fines. That's it. That company so, should be out of business. One. Two, the fact that it took so long for a governmental response because there's nobody at home right now. Because the Trump administration doesn't have people in place. Like, we got out of the hurricane season. Lucky. Because there's no one in charge of FEMA. Yep. Something bad. There's an acting person, but there's no one who's like who has meet met the qualification of an actual director for right. FEMA who has been nominated and confirmed. And the same thing the FAA. You know, like so that's like I said. I think like it going back to what you said. It's the biggest story that nobody's really talking about. Also, the fact that in the FAA there are people who. Uh, there are companies that are allowed to have their own people who work with inside the regula- the regulatory systems. Mm-hmm. Like, so that system that they instituted, the person in charge of clearing that works for Boeing. Like, how is that allowed? Yeah. Like, that'd be like having and, Duke Energy in charge of, like, I mean, environmental a standards. Of, a lot of these deregulations because they've got, like, <clears throat> FDA. You know, they got a bunch of people who, you know, they make the rules about what their companies can, can release and don't have to release stuff like that. So, yeah, so the Boeing thing, I think, was a big story. Um, the the uh, government shutdown. Oh, I forgot all about the, yeah, the government shutdown. Yeah, it was like, almost, what, like two months or something that the, the government was shut down? Um, for no damn for reason. For no damn reason, yeah. Um the tr- um, I think I put this under Trump cruelty, and, and what I mean is just some of the things that that Trump administration did for no inexplicable reason. You know, things like uh, um, selling away like parts of national forests and things like yeah, that. National parks, yeah. yeah um, taking down um, food stamps, things like that, and then of course the number one. Uh, all these kids in cages and shit like that, you know, separating those kids. And then to the point where these kids don't, they lost kids in the system. You know, like they don't know where they are and their parents are, are back home. And, you know, just the whole deportation stuff like that, deporting people who are American citizens, you know. Yep. Deporting um, people who were, who served in the military mm-hmm. and were in the process of getting their citizenship. Uh, you know, that we had the guy who, a uh, diabetic who was adopted from Iraq, uh, but his parents didn't, thought they had gotten the right paperwork, but hadn't. And so they found out he wasn't an American citizen, broke the law, and they deported him to Iraq where he died within two weeks because he couldn't get insulin. Right. And they just sent him back not with no supply for like a month or for, you know, however, no possibility of of finding it, mm-hmm. knowing that if he didn't have it, he'd die. Yeah, so 
So there, and then I think the biggest... Actually, Trump cruelty is probably the biggest story, but uh, I also have the trade war. Um, oh that is God, one yes. of the biggest stories. The fa- because, like, that... I think that's one of the reasons... Um, I mean, I don't... The trade, the trade war didn't start this year, but, I mean, a lot of the ramifications we saw... Yeah, I was going to say, year, the waves hit this the, year. The waves hit, and, and, like, they continue to hit, and Trump keeps saying... I mean, to the point where he's bending over backwards with China, trying to make a deal with them so that it doesn't affect the election because it's going to start hitting the economy. I mean, we already see it. Sign it, you know, I mean, these people with their, um, you know, farmers and all that. So like, yeah. So the trade war kind of started last year, I think. I think it was last year, but you know, moved over into this year. And I think it's, that's a big story. So, yeah, I think those are my top five. Uh, other things, Amber Geiger, uh, that was kind of huge, a story. Huge, huge story. Uh, Greta Thunberg. Um, Greta Thunberg. I don't know if anything... I guess... I think you have betrayed us. This might be the year... I don't know. It could be the year where we, we look back and be like, yeah, it was 2019 when that's, yeah. that started to change when we got to the point where we're taking climate change seriously. I don't know if it's going to happen, but... Yeah. Uh, along those lines, this was a big year for protests. Yeah, and I was gonna say for world stuff, I I've got protests. I think the not just Hong Kong, but Hong Chile, Kong. Chile, uh, uh, Colombia, yeah, Colombia, France, mm-hmm. um, just everywhere. Parts of Africa, parts in Egypt, and Iran and Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are just like had it with with. Yeah, wasn't it the was system. it Nigeria or Kenya? One of the this is a country in Africa where they had started with a couple of protests, and by like within two weeks, the, the the president in charge had to step down and was gone. Yeah, they just like get out. Yeah, so you yeah. keep fucking us over. Get out. Yeah, so yeah, so protests were big this year. I think uh, climate change. Oh, and and also what's big this year is. Again, I, th- I think this might be, people have been saying that it's going to be China's year, or century, this century. It, I don't know if that's the case, because I just, I, I can't see it. Not with the way they're going right now. They've just got too many, too, too many much, people. Not, not just too many too people, people, but like. We know all the bad shit that they're doing, and there's too many people who are like, I can't, I don't care if you're saving money, but if this is, if you're going to do business with them, we're not going to do business with you. And, and what I mean is, like, the, their um, concentration camps for, for Muslims and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Bloomberg just did, like, use slave labor for his... Not slave labor, but prison, prison labor. labor. Yep. And people are like, so, you know, that's that's not cool. Uh, there was that story recently where um, this company, they made cards or something in the UK, like holiday cards. And they were using uh, prison, quote, unquote, prison labor, slave labor from China to make them. And somebody slipped in a thing saying, hey, if you're reading this, please let people know that we're here and we're in trouble and we need help and stuff like that and that broke big and that company had to 
bend over backward and do all kinds of gymnastics and be like, we didn't know. And, and so, like, I think more stuff like that's going to come out. So I don't see how it's going to be China's century. Um, that being said, like, I think this is, I think there's a void there because I don't think America is ever going to be able to compare from Trump and what he's been doing. I mean, he saw the the world leaders yeah. laughing about Trump. Yeah, laughing about You know, I mean, even Boris Johnson was making fun of Trump. And it's like, if Boris Johnson, one of the dumbest kids in the room, is making fun of you, like, I don't see how... And, and the reason I say I don't see how we come back from that is because one of the things about the Obama administration is he put America back in good standing with everybody. Because after Bush, people yeah. were like, fuck America... We can't trust you. We can't trust you. And then Obama comes along and people are like, okay, America, you had a wild night. You had a hiccup. You had a hiccup. Someone got drunk. Right. But then we went to Trump, and I I think even if we had a Bernie Sanders or another Obama or something, I don't think anybody's ever going to trust America again. I think it's just going to take, like, they would need Bernie Sanders to do eight years and then another good person to do eight years. They're like, we need to know that you put this shit behind you. It can't be every four to eight years we're dealing with a potential psychopath coming out of your country. Um, So, yeah, so I think those are the big stories of of, uh, 2019. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I agree with that. The only thing I would add is just environmental factors. You know, we saw some amazing storms. Mm. The one that flattened that island in the Bahamas. Uh, the firestorms have been going on all over the place from the yeah, from um, Brazil to northern to Western Africa and eastern Australia. East Central Africa to what's going on in Australia right now. Australia last week had like three of the hottest days of the planet in like the in the decade. Yeah. All in the same last week. And then, of course, California. Yeah. Fires. fires in California, Washington State, and Oregon. Yeah. Um, it's just. Yeah, I mean, the, the governor is like, yeah, fire season is year round now. Not only that, the idea that people aren't more panicked with what all's going on. You have fish dying in Alaska because it's too hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have. Uh, the... People dying because they don't have ACs. Yep. Uh, and, and doggone, like, in, in Europe, you have these heat waves that are coming through that kill people because no one has AC there. Mm-hmm. And then those people, you know, when they do, and everyone goes out and runs it, you have all these brownouts as right. the energy. You know, the systems can't handle that much. Oh, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to uh, entertainment uh, real quick. Um, I guess let's start with... Movies! movies. Yeah, uh, best scary movie for me, I put down Midsummer. Uh, Jonathan, you can go fuck yourself, but go ahead. What's uh, your best, your scariest movie? So, my best scary movie this year... Um, I said Us... I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was frightening. I thought it was um, overrated, suspenseful, uh, and there were. I'll say this: I saw the I saw the uh, big twist in that movie going on. Like I saw that early, 
And it kind of surprised me that so many people didn't. Right. But understanding that a lot of people didn't get it and a lot of people aren't as versed in scary movies as I am or as we are, as like, you know, avid scary movie fans, uh, I still enjoyed uh, the twists that happened at the end. And I bet a lot of people who didn't see it were like, oh, wow. I'll say this though. Um, as far as scary movies this year, I thought it was a good, mo- a good year for scary movies. I said Us was the best. For me, was the best. I thought Midsummer was the most beautiful, uh, and Escape Room. I think was the most fun. What I enjoyed Escape Room because it was like it's just a dumb movie that you could sit back and enjoy and watching these people to see how they were gonna die. Escape Room could have been so much better if it had been rated R. Oh, I agree. There, I mean, there's lots of things that could have been better about it. But you know what? Here's the thing about Escape Room. There are movies like um, The Circle, um, that one, uh, the Belko Project. That Belko Project sucked, man. That movie was not it was good. Better than Escape Room? No, it wasn't. That movie sucked. Belko Project sucked. Uh, uh, the one with a uh, dude from um, uh, Walking Dead. The Asian guy. Um, that was the Belko one. No, no, no. That was a different movie. The Belko one came out first. What was the Belko one, then? Um, Belko one had... Belko Experiment. Basically, it was the same premise. This one, it, it just basically made it so that, you know, you had to be the last person surviving. Okay. Um, but... The other one was, like, they had this, there was that contagious disease that made people violent. Right. That was different. Okay. That movie was better. Well, either way, but I but think... But Escape Room, I enjoyed Escape but Room. But I think Escape Room did those things, but worse. Because it, I just don't, I don't know, like, the you didn't really care about everybody, and I, I got it. I just think it could have been, I didn't like the execution, you know, what it comes down to. It's a really great premise. The execution was god awful. Um, I I disagree with that. The only there weren't any deaths that I didn't enjoy, and I liked the fact that I really liked the premise of it. Because the thing about it, with the Falco experiment and that other movie whose name we can't remember, mm-hmm. I didn't care what happened to anybody. And that one, I wanted someone to survive. Yeah. Like. Didn't really care which one it was until the end when you figure out some of them are more shitty than the other. I but. guess for me what it is is it's been done better. So why do this? I think it's the best closed room movie, horror movie of all time. Yeah, but that was so long ago. Right. And the thing about Escape Room that's great is they're taking a concept of uh, that people know. Yeah. And like Happy Death Day Two was better than Escape Room. I disagree with that too. Like, I, it sucks that it's not going to be Happy Death Day Three. Um, Especially the way Happy Death Day Two ended. Yes, does it? Yes. Uh, I also want to say uh, It Chapter Two was a great movie. Um, Bill Hader was the best part was of okay. that movie. There's a lot in that movie they should have updated for 2019. That didn't quite work and what really didn't work was all the side quests i didn't care about that i did i liked it because i liked to filled in the blank about things Mm -hmm. and also 
shows them overcoming because that's the thing like it, it, it i like the parallel of being ha- able to see their youth and their whatchamacallit their adult selves sort of fighting the same battle and winning battles that they lost mm-hmm. a long time ago uh and also i liked some of the creatures they you had know to what? face I, I wish they had set that movie in the time that it was set in the books i think that would have helped the movie you mean more of them as use? No, as in the whole thing. Like, oh, you mean going, like, setting it, like, in the 80s. Right. Like, right. No, 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 no. Because, no. like, there's some things that kind of just, like, at the very beginning of the movie, there's a, a gay bashing, and I was like, the fuck is this all about? And it doesn't come back at the end, or it doesn't, has no point to the movie, but then it has a point because it happens in the book. Well, not like, and, and, and at the time, at the time the book was made, that would have been, that was important because one of the characters is secretly gay. And that, the secretly gay thing, I'm not saying it doesn't work in 2019, but it's like, if in 2019 your friends are like, oh, you're a faggot, then, you know, I, I don't think I, that I, exists, but I don't think that's, that what, misses the mark for a, a a present day audience. I disagree with I disagree with your reading of that. The reason why I don't think they needed the bashing in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. to emphasize the fact that being gay and unsure um is is hard because the person who is secretly gay, it's not just about his friends bashing him, it's about his career. Right. But but that doesn't work in 2019. Well, it does because the fact of the matter is, it's the same fear. Do you, dude? There are plenty of there are plenty of wretch. There are plenty of celebrities in all kinds of fields who are secretly gay still today because yeah. of the persona that they ha- that they've built. And he built that persona probably in a time when when it wasn't easy being gay. And now for him to flip and be like, oh, you know, all that machismo stuff that I did was all. Uh, watch him call it. There are not many people that I can imagine coming out gay and it hurts their career. No, well, I can think of a bunch of Except artists. Except for rappers. Not just rap, rappers and artists. I think for, like Bill Burr, if he was like, I'm gay, that, that's going to hurt his career? Uh, I don't think Bill Burr is famous enough. Like, Okay. Um, like, unless you're working for Fox News, I don't, I just don't see it. I disagree. I think you're being very naive about the, the, what happens when people make that decision. Because there are huge internal, there are huge audiences who would turn themselves, who would turn off. Like, I think if Dane Cook came out as being gay, I don't think that would help his career. I but think what he, career does Dane Cook have now, though? He still tours nationally. Right, but I mean, He's still pulling, pulling. I don't think that would affect his career one one way or the other. I think it would because I think there would be people who there would be dude bros and frat guys who listen to stuff who wouldn't go out to his shows anymore. But he would pick up stuff. people who I don't think who he would. I don't think he would. I think he would. I I, I I think you're I think that's just a naive reading of it. Um, but that doesn't matter. There's more things to talk yeah. about. Yeah, uh, best um, action movie. I think we both have the same answer. Yeah, John, John Wick three, one hundred percent, the best. Uh, Endgame, I think, should get a little notice. It was a great movie. There's lots of great action in it, but nothing is even in the same universe yeah. as John Wick three. And I don't, I really don't count superhero movies, but that's a conversation for another time. Uh, him kicking, him getting those horses to kill people with those kicks. Yeah, dude, that's fucking the most insane. If yeah. I saw that happen in front of me, I'd be like, man. 
And it's just... I'm not fucking with that, dude. It, again, it's a movie where stunt people made a, a movie. And that's what... And, and it made me forgive Holly Berry for... for uh, what is it? Tomorrow Never Die, Die Another Day? Because I was like... No, she was in the problem with that movie. I don't blame. I don't blame and, her. And I, blame and I got movie. pissed off that we never got the Jinx movie because, like, well, granted, with the people who were doing it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Still, like exactly. different so, times. So, different times. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, John Wick, uh, best suspense movie. Um, who? What you got? Uh, I don't really have one. I wanted to say Knives Out, but that's I don't, what I have. Knives Out. I I don't. I didn't see so many suspense movies, so it's hard for me. But I'll put that one in there as mine, mm-hmm. uh, and that, which is also uh, my best movie of the year for me. It was the best one I saw. It was the one, the only movie I saw this year that when I left the theater, I was like, I want to see this again immediately. You know what? Instead of suspense, maybe I'd say like um, dramas. Yeah, drama. So I, I probably would still have. Um, Nice out. The Highwayman was actually really good. Yeah, I told you, man. It was good. Um, yeah, the, like if there was, a, that might be a close second when I think about it. Oh, you know what? Parasite. Let me take that back. I, I haven't seen Parasite. Uh, what was your favorite comedy? Uh, my favorite comedy is also my favorite movie of the year. Uh, my name is Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name, yeah. Uh, that was my favorite comment. That's, that's the movie of the year for me. That would be number two on my list. And it's uh, the 29th of the night of the recording. I might, I really want to see The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah, me too. Before the year is out. So I might rent that. Uh, one of the worst movies I saw this year? Brightburn. Yeah. Like, not that I expected it to be good, but it just was not. It was really bad. Which which proved to me that good or bad, Superman is a boring character. He just is. Um, I don't know, and I don't know what it is why they haven't. He's just he's so naive. He's he's like lawful good, and that character will always be boring. That's true. Uh, I'll say this: there was a lot of bad scary movies this year. Mm-hmm. The Banana Splits movie, like, don't even see that one. Um, three from Hell, terrible. Pet Cemetery, Curse of La Llorona. Curse of La Llorona, which was so bad. Uh, real quick, maybe we can do this, but movies that you didn't see that you wish I'd seen this year. Uh, The Joker for sure. I wish I'd seen that. Um, I wish I had seen The Irishman just so I could talk about it, but I, but without having to see it. The Irishman is a movie that you know what fuck. I cannot believe I didn't put this down as which movie of the year at Asheville. The worst movie of the year? Yeah. Wow, you really hate that. At Ash, okay, but um, but real quick, movies that I wish I the farewell I didn't get to get around to seeing it. Um, Parasite for me. Yeah, the lighthouse. I wish I had seen Gemini Man. Oh, just to dude. be able to talk about it, dude. I can't. Uh, it's, it sucks that you didn't see Gemini Man. Um. Good Boys is kind of yeah I take that back. Booksmart, good Booksmart and Good Boys are movies that maybe I should have seen, but I just kind of pull the trigger on it, you know. 
Well, the thing for me, I, the reason why I haven't seen those are just I've seen that movie enough right. that I'm like I, unless it's like overwhelmingly different, that I don't need to see. I get about it. I get. I understand what it's going to be like. With mm-hmm. Booksmart, you know, two girls want a party. They go overboard because they don't know their limits. They get into a trouble. They probably have a fight and you know, an argument because that always happens in buddy movies. Whether from super bad to road trip to you know. There's always that moment where they get into a fight. Even Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, they get into a big fight, and then they come back together because that's what best friends yeah. do. And then everything more or less works out. So You know what is another good uh, drama slash suspense? Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. I did not see that. It's on Netflix. It was good. It was interesting. Um, I don't know. If I saw it on somebody's best of list, I wouldn't dismiss it out of hand. Uh, superhero movies, Endgame, Shazam, yeah, Shazam Captain Marvel. Shazam is my favorite superhero movie of the year. I would say uh, Endgame for sure, then Shazam, followed by Captain Marvel, followed by Far From Home, just because everything mm-hmm. else is bad. Um, Another terrible movie, Rambo Last Blood. That movie is oh, Worst movie of the year, I think. I, I put that down as my worst movie Worst movie of the year? Pet Cemetery was worse than that. So was Brightburn. But here's the reason Pet Cemetery, I put it Rambo down because Rambo was not, not only was it a bad action movie, it was offensively a bad action movie. And then on top of it, you add in the oh, the racism. <laughs> you know, I, I just. Well, I, see, like, for me. Green screen for no reason. For me, um, the racist tropes, like, they weren't here's the thing like I don't think they were that different from other movies that have a bunch of cartel shit I just think it was lazier and cheaper because of the budget that it came off being like like they're like how can we depict to the audience that this person is a is a gangster well, let's get her a plaid shirt and baggy pants and make her talk like you know that typical trophy right. name like so for me like it's the same tropes that they do in other movies it's just done worse because their budget was wasn't good i guess for me the reason i i cannot excuse that is because it's I, it's 2019 that that should be old hat that shouldn't well, be I mean, a thing it's, anymore. it reminds me of like taken a bad version of taken mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't know if you have this off the top of your head. I'm springing this on you, but maybe worst rentals. Worst rentals? Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I think the worst rental movie I saw, saw a movie I didn't see in theaters, was um, the the movie where this guy is a mass vigilante in... Uh, I think it was L.A.? And it was a like a Latinx movie. Oh, El Chicano. El Chicano. Chicano. Yes. Oh, yes. That may have been the worst movie. I, I mean, that's the worst movie I saw this year. But like, no. I didn't count it because I didn't see it. Listen. Whatever, so you and I saw El Chicano together. That was terrible. Um, but it's. It, I will say this. It is so bad. I would tell people to watch it. A score to settle is the worst one. Yes. Again, that's another one we saw together. That was a Nicolas Cage fake Sixth Sense movie. Yeah. Uh, that movie was fucking garbage. And what's funny about that one is the whole time I'm like, 
You called it so early. You're yes. Like, did they expect dead. us to t- do not realize? <laughs> right. his son? Well, the, the, from the first scene when he gets out of prison and his son just walks up and is like, <laughs> yeah. meets him on the road. They're like, do you need, you got a ride? So I'm going to pick you up. He's like, no, I'm just going to walk. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's a movie that telegraphed the, the twist so far ahead <coughs> that I was like, they're not going to do that because that would be stupid because yeah. it's, we know it. Now it's too obvious. So now I'm expecting the, the, the twist is going to come eventually because yeah. there's no way. Um, for me, worst movie I saw all year, uh, I mean, that's, that's the worst movie I saw in theaters all year was Hellboy. Mm. That made a lot of worse lists. And, and you can hear a lot more discussion about best movies and worst movies on Cinema Chat. Is that a Patreon uh, no, episode? No, regular show. It's, it's a regular show. Well, go ahead and get that if you're not already subscribed to it. Um, that's a good one. Did Alita Battle Angel make anyone's list for worse? I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like that was just an okay movie. Sort of like Men in Black mm-hmm. International. Just okay. No, Men in Black made people's list. Worst list? Oh, I bet they did. People yeah. did not like that movie. I didn't like that movie. I called I called it out it from the... I called the twist from the preview. Well, yeah. Well, everyone... From a trailer. I feel like if anyone didn't know that was the twist coming, like... I think that was one where, like, we talked about it beforehand, and then Brent cut it out. As, he was like, ah, that might be a spoiler. This was, like, a month before the movie came out. And then when it came out, he's like, my God, I can't believe you called it. Uh, also, Dark Phoenix, terrible movie. <sighs> it's terrible movie. I, I hate that terrible movie. That movie is it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. Yes, it is. It's, I don't. I really don't think. I don't think it's worse than. It's not worse than the X Men Apocalypse. It's not worse than X Three. Uh, I would of those three movies, X Men. Oh God, X Three is bad. X Three is the worst. Like I yeah. feel like this goes X Three. I would rather watch Apocalypse than watch Phoenix. No. Phoenix is bad. Well. Phoenix is bad. What's the best part in that movie, Rich? I think that's the best fight scene in an X-Men movie. What, the train scene? Yeah. You Because they're fighting, they're fighting other mutants on, in the real world, and I think that's one of the best ones. You see... Xavier being a tactician, you see um, them combining their powers together. That is one of the, hands down, in my opinion, one of the best fight scenes. It's a good X-Men one. Fight scene it's ever. a good one. I'd put it in the top three. But it's because not. it's it, because it's one of the few, if not the only time you see them working together as a team. Most of the times it's one-on-one. That's true. I'll give you that. That's fair. Um... All right, uh, just one last thing, uh, one last terrible movie, Crawl. Does that make anyone's list? Oh, uh, I think it made, I think we mentioned it during the show. I don't know if it made anyone's list. Uh, most disappointing movie, one of the most disappointing, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did some cool stuff with the monsters that were in there, just not enough of it. Rodan was fucking sick. He, uh, yeah. He was sick. Yeah. Mothra, uh, I thought was. Oh, the best. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so let's move into other entertaining stuff. Uh, um, you want to do TV next? Yeah, might as well. Uh, well, let's just get the music out of the way, because I don't have much to say for music. I don't really don't listen to a lot of music outside of my mainstays. Like, next year, I'm, I'm actually going to... St- Here's the thing. 
I may have to rely more on you on this because I I started to listen to Spotify's um they have this thing it's like new music you might like you know curated list or something mm-hmm. and the problem with that is it's my music my musical taste is so eclectic one two I use oh, Spotify on the back you are, it's not it's true it is I'm I will the listen most eclectic motherfucker it, out here. I, I might go from John Denver to porn to Lady Smith Black Mombasa all within an hour. Yeah, you're the only one who does it, right? I'm not saying I'm the only one who does it. I'm saying mm-hmm. that I have an eclectic musical taste. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is mm-hmm. it's you can't you can't make an algorithm around that. So like I tried listening to the, I can't be contained. I can't, I tried listening to their curated thing like for you, Discover or whatever. And then it, it will throw things in there. I'm like, I would never listen to this. Right, that's for everyone. That's not just you. I don't. I I think if you listen to if you listen to only like rap and hip hop, I bet that list thing works for you. Uh, I I find more music, new music on Pandora than I do on 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 uh, Spotify. I mean, it's not using the sounds like properly. Well, I don't know about that. But anyway, so uh, real quick, my. My musical, whatever. Um, my top album is Fever Dream from Of Monsters and Men, their their new album. Yep. And Of Monsters and Men is probably the group of the year for me. Close second, a very close second is is uh, Jukebox Ghost. So um, yeah, that's it. Alright, well, my, I would say my top album of the year was um, What Happens When I Try to Relax from Open Like Eagle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would also be my top artist of the year, but close. Of the decade, right? Yeah, definitely of the decade. Um, close behind would be Jukebox of Ghosts and the various variations of the rapper Milo. Milo Ruby Yacht, uh, Scallops Hotel, Nose from Grocers. He has so many different names, so many different projects, uh-huh. but I've been listening to a lot of him recently. Saw him three times this year. Okay. Um, and my favorite new artist was Toquinho, uh, who is just Brazilian uh, salsa person. Uh-huh. Uh, I learned about him from the Daily Zeitgeist. It was one of the songs they played out to. Uh, Carolina Carabella. Uh, so that's about it for me, musical. I listen to a lot of artists this year, but, you know, that's just sort of the same old, same old. That's what I like. Yeah, I think uh, new artists, if I had to pick one, um, I don't know if a lot of people know who this is, but this artist Lizzo. um, Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Neck punch. No, uh, but Jane, I think her name is, Mm -hmm. uh, had... Just from a freaking uh, commercial. Like, this song is kind of banging. Uh, what's the name of the song? Um, Macabella. Macabella, like? yeah. Macabella. And then, like, I just kind of listened to... Macabella. Macabella or whatever. And then I started listening to that album and listened to a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah. So, there's that. Uh, let's get into uh, TV real quick. Yeah, there's so many... Actually, you know what? Let's get into another one that I don't have much to say about. Uh, favorite sports moment. I only have one, really, and that was the uh, U.S. Women's World Cup victory. That really was a big moment for me. Okay. Uh, Serena did some things in tennis, but didn't win a major. 
Duke had a really big run in the tourney but didn't win. I'll say that uh, if I had, well, Serena's run was interesting and I was kind of following it. But following in the way that I was like asking what's going on. Yeah. Not watching, but like I was excited by how excited other people were about it. And then when she didn't get it, you know, it was like twice. Yeah. She twice didn't get it. Got to the finals and lost to like but what was it? She was going for a record or something. Uh she's so she's tied for most majors. So her next one will break the record. Mm-hmm. She just has to be able to get over the hump. But she'll do it next year. But I wasn't it that. something else like the tied for getting all four majors or something? Oh no, she's done that before. She sells. Um, there's a um, what's it called? It's not the cycle. Um, but it's basically when you win all four of the majors in a calendar. Yeah, year. in a calendar year. Yeah. yeah. That's what she was going for or something. Anyway, so uh, I guess the that and then the women's soccer was cool, but then Covington getting his ass knocked out. Yeah, that was my favorite fight. Yeah, seeing that dude get knocked the fuck out and then run away. Run away. Right. Um, So that leaves only television. Yeah. TV. Um, best television shows. I don't have these in any kind of order, but Agreed. these are my top Go five. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't at me. I'm sorry. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is my favorite comic book television show. I hate that it's going off the air next year. I'm rubbing my eyes over here. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, another amazing show. It's, and it's funny because it's a show that I didn't have any kind of faith in when it first came out and first heard about it. Um, I hope I can say the same thing about Picard, but right now I'm not. I have no intention of watching the Picard show. Well, I'm just not paying CBS All Access. I'm sorry, I'm not doing yeah. it. Uh, unless somebody tells me I need to watch Picard show, I'm not going to watch it. Um, so yeah. Uh, but then a lot of these shows, my favorite shows of the year, came out at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, The Expanse. Um, Watchmen. Have you already finished? I haven't finished The Expanse. How can I, how can I watch only three episodes and mark it as one of my favorite? Because I was waiting for it all year, and then I've watched the three episodes I've watched so far. Mm-hmm. It's just been, I mean, it could crap at the very at the end. That could happen, and I could be regretting giving it best of the year. But I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, you have faith. I have faith. So, yeah, The Expanse, uh, and my favorite movie, or show of the year, is a toss-up between The Mandalorian and Watchmen. Hmm. And Watchmen was so fucking amazing. It was a story that was like, I felt like they tricked everybody into watching a show about racism and loving it and really having discussions that people weren't prepared to have or didn't even want to have. And that's amazing. Um, it made you understand characters that you didn't think you had to understand. You know, like Dr. Manhattan at the end. So frustrating. I really need to watch this movie. So good. Uh, sure. So yeah, and then uh, The Mandalorian. Everything, it's what I wanted from Star Wars for so damn long. I'm live action Star Wars decades you know like 
as much as I hated this new series, I loved Mandalorian. And I loved waiting, coming back each week to see what they're going to do next. And I was never let down, never disappointed. A great story, great characters. And the fact that pa- Pedro Pascal did that with his helmet on the whole time, that's that, that's amazing. The fact that Baby Yoda came out and I didn't just immediately dismiss that. Because when he first came out, I was like, man, fuck this. And that was my f- very first reaction. And I was like, you know what? Let me um, see what they do with this. Not mine. I, I, I loved everything about that. But yeah. Yes, I agree. So, yeah, so it's a toss-up. And then the way it ended? Yeah, fan-fucking-tastic. The last scene, was it after the credits that scene mm-hmm. happens? An after-credits scene that had me jumping for joy is more amazing than anything that Star Wars has done in the past ten years, almost. Yeah. Well, not, not ten years, Probably I think, because Rebels. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Rebels is fantastic. I mean, live action, but, you know, next to Rogue One, so those are great. But go ahead, let's get yours, because I think there's some honorable mentions I do want to mention. Well, my list is pretty long. It was a good year for streaming shows. Uh, I won't touch on the ones that you already mentioned, but I will mention some of the ones you missed. Uh, Again, a show that just debuted at the end of the year, Witcher. As a fan of Witcher 3, I... And a person who's going to get into the books, I thoroughly enjoyed that series. Only eight episodes. No real throwaway episodes, in my opinion. Um, and I thought Harry Cavell, Henry? Henry, Henry, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill did a great job as portraying Gerald of Rivia. Um, I really did like Witcher, but there were long, dull moments for me. Where... And I think the problem with The Witcher, at least for me, and, and I don't know if you, you, it's just you know that there's a greater story coming along. You kind of just want to get there, and, and I know that this season was a lot of world building, so you have to build the world. But like I, where it started out in the first episode, I wanted them to just move forward from then on. Instead, we got a a lot of flashbacks, so it was kind of... Again, but it was world-building. But What I loved about it is, like, it played like a video game. Yes. Where, where you're basically going on side missions, right. learning, gaining new powers, yeah. gaining new abilities. And that's what I love the most about I it. I saw somebody on Twitter say that uh, uh, the first season of Witcher was only supposed to be two hours, but Henry Cavill kept doing side missions. I mean, that's basically <laughs> it. It's like... You have this main story, but outside of this main story, he's doing these side missions that yeah. are enhancing his abilities later on in the main story. So I enjoyed that. Um, but again, big year for streaming. So just to hit some of the streaming shows, The Boys on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fan, uh, very good. I thought it could have been better, but still pretty fantastic. Uh, Russian Doll, Netflix. Okay. Uh, yeah. Short series. I think that's, were gonna, that's on a lot of people's best of list, and I respect that. It was a really, it was really good. And again, what I liked about it, it was only like six episodes, twenty five minutes mm-hmm. each. Like so, you know, in it, stories done quickly, resolved well. Um, I enjoyed Stranger Things. I did, uh, but 
there were definitely episodes that could have been that Stranger Things I'm was over Stranger, Stranger Things could have been seven episodes long. Should have been like six episodes long this season. That whole sidetrack with her going to see her sister, um, like that. No, that wasn't her sister. That was her mother. No, no, she went and saw her mother. Then she saw one of her, not her sister, but like one of the people who were in the program with her. Remember? Or was that season two? No, season two. See, well, I guess maybe that is the problem with certain things. It's all blending together. <laughs> right. Um, but again, the resolution was all right. Um, was season three before she said? Yeah, she saw her mother. Yeah, 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 season three. I hope, I do hope that season four. This is my problem with Stranger Things. Uh, you just can't have a love and be your days as That's not my problem with, with with that. My problem is cause I thought they did a good job of relying on the humans and the humans having a big effort in killing a creature. Mm-hmm. My problem this time was um, I'm sick of this creature. Yeah, the Demogorgon. Yeah. Not only that, but I'm sick and tired of you being it, but not being it. And or that it just keeps coming back. Or that any human would, after seeing what it does to people, would just keep it alive. Yeah. Like, that's... I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of done with that. But to continue my list, uh, Love, Death, and Robots. That was one of my favorite things that came out mm-hmm. this year. Uh, I watch it all the time. When I have, if I'm upstairs and Netflix is on, I only have 20 minutes. And I'm not sure what I want to watch. I will put on one of those episodes or two of those episodes. It fills such great space. Um, did I ever say Umbrella Academy? Uh, I don't think so. Umbrella Academy. I thought that was a good show. There were definitely things that could have been changed, and they did some tropes that I just can't stand, like you know, running across a clear open path while being shot at by multiple. Assault rifles and nobody getting hit. Yeah. I hate that. Like, just especially when you have people. Mary J. Blige killed it in that show. Yeah, I mean, everyone I thought did a really good job. Um, but you know, I, I do think there were some issues that could have been fixed with that. But last but not least, some of my favorite things. These two in particular, I want to talk about. Forts and fire. I watch that stuff so much. Uh, seeing people turn a piece of metal into a knife and then designing and creating really cool custom weapons at the end. That's something that has filled a lot of my 2019. Um, reruns, new episodes, I, as much as I can get, I get into it. Mm-hmm. But my show of the year was Chernobyl. That was so well acted. I do like that... I sort of like the fact that they didn't make people learn accents. They're just like, listen, we're here to tell a yeah, story. Yeah, that was interesting. We're here to I'm tell a story. It, yeah. Um, we could give you these great actors doing trying to give a Russian accent, but all that will do is take away from you learning the essence of what this crisis mm-hmm. was. And that's what I loved about it from, you know... They do such a good job of showing the Soviet mindset. That's the thing I thought is stated yet still over underrated of how well they did. From the miner from the coal miners who went in there knowing that it was going to shorten their lives to the you know, the Soviet woman who's lived on this field forever, she's like, I'm not leaving and so it's like, You're yeah. either coming with or you're not and you know, they shoot the cow to be like, Hey, 
to the I mean, like the dudes working the dock patrol. You know, everything about that show uh, was fantastic. To the way that they destroyed the scientist's life, who all he did was ensure that this wouldn't happen again. Yeah, and then I also liked like he just saw the you understood how this could have only have happened in Soviet Russia, yet at the same time it could happen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Because people want to act like it couldn't happen anywhere else, but you look at global warming. Yep. You know, the fact that, you know, a couple of, hmm, almost a decade ago, the Northwest Passage was open in, like, the middle of winter, and people were like, that is a warning, and nobody listened to it. That's like, the, the core is missing, and people are like, it's still there. It's still there. It's impossible for it to be yeah. gone, and you're like, no, it's... Yeah. Um, other uh, stuff, um, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, so mm-hmm. only three episodes, Yeah. but I thought they were fantastic episodes. I thought they were okay episodes. The one with the two guys, video games, is fantastic. That that's a, not. That's the top. That's one of the best episodes they've ever done. Um, the Miley Cyrus episode was, was, was good. I'll give it like a six and a half, seven. The, uh, the, the social one? network one the, with the, the guy who took the, the guy hostage. Oh, hostage? <laughs> I enjoyed that one. I thought it was. I thought they were trying too hard. They were trying to be too peachy. I didn't get that feel from it. I just didn't like the ending with no like resolution of what actually happened. Hmm. Um, there was also um, the Twilight Zone. Didn't see any of that. It was okay. Again, I thought it was too woke. <laughs> what it comes down to. Again, too preachy. Like, they're hitting you over the head with a message. Like, message, message, message. I'm like, I get it. I want to enjoy this. You're not letting me enjoy it. This is not fun for me anymore. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, One Punch Man. One Punch! Season 2 was good. Season 2 was good. I can't wait for part 2 of season 2. Mm-hmm. Also, Baki. Uh, weird ass show, weird ass moments, but the fight scenes are sick. I can't wait for the second part of the season, or season three, I guess, to come out. Uh, yeah, um, I guess that's it. Um, DuckTales was fun. DuckTales. I enjoyed it. Watching that for the most part by myself. So, uh, anything else before we head out of here? I think that's it. Um, I can't think, uh, I mean, there's lots of things we could talk about, favorite, our favorite gifts, our favorite viral moments, stuff like that. Oh, you know what? I think my favorite thing, it came from the internet type thing. Mm-hmm. All these, um, peppermint, uh, not peppermint, uh, permit patty, oh, barbecue, dude. what's her name? The comeuppance that have, yeah. that have happened this year have been great. Just yes. because they've been more swift and people get lit up and put on last so quickly now. Like, right. People don't understand like the internet is undefeated. And now some people are even getting, you know, charged with things with either, you know, whether it's racial slurs, whether it's abuse, mm-hmm. whether it's um, you know, invasion of privacy. Like this 
That's what we need. Yeah, and, and that's what I like is because this stuff is coming because of cameras. It's coming up. People are seeing it, and people are are, are you know, this it, it, stuff is, doesn't happen in a vacuum anymore. And people are having it. There are real cons, real life consequences for these people, and, and I, I love that. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love to see it. Uh, so like. That's probably one of my favorite things. Um, I there were a lot of great memes and yep. meme revivals, like the, the cat. Yeah, the two ladies, two ladies and the cat. Like the Jeremy Epstein didn't kill himself. That's been my top <laughs> meme for, yes. for the year. Oh my goodness! How did it? Fa- and that's what's really crazy is that we didn't even talk about the fact that, Jer- that Jer- Jeremy Epstein got murdered. murdered. Yeah, got murdered. But that's a big story. In custody. Yeah. Like everyone said, he right. would. Straight so, up murder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy, I've seen, uh, I think the funniest one was the guy on, uh, was it Fox or something? He, yep. he was uh, advocating for people to get like these dogs that come out of the military and stuff. And like, hey, if you're going to get it, you have to get them trained. And uh, just one more thing. Uh, I've seen the stuff. That was the best. If you're gonna get a dog, if you want to get a defend a dog that will defend you, make sure it's properly trained. Don't get it just from someone on the street because they don't know all the techniques. And just one more thing, Jeremy Epstein didn't kill himself. And the guy was like, "Oh, okay." Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's it for us. Uh, next show, I think we're gonna do the best of the decade because. Mm-hmm. There are lots of stories to talk about. A lot of things happen. But um, until then, like we always say, uh, tell your story. Speak your truth. Tell your story. And stay woke. Woo, boy. 2019. It's right there. The outro is right there. Yeah, I was not looking over there. It's my fault. You can find John at TempeWMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at Tempe'sWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.